Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello and welcome to this Troubled Times edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. So how frightened of you of your short-term and long-term prospects? Most all of us are well-informed of social distancing steps we need to take to avoid coronavirus infection, but taking those steps doesn't reduce the fear of economic hardship, both from job loss and drastic reduction in value of our financial assets. And looking at nationwide statistics, there most certainly is reason to be concerned. Recent Wall Street Journal headlines reported an 8.7% reduction in retail sales from February to March, the biggest month-to-month decline since records began uh, in 1992, and the jobless claims tsunami topped 22 million in March 2020, a record-shattering total. Perhaps the scariest element, as you know, of coronavirus is the uncertainty on when and how long the pandemic will last, its long-lasting impact, what the so-called recovery will look like, and just what it means for you and me. And for sure, there are a few defensive actions we can take to protect the welfare of ourselves and our loved ones. But beyond that, what real influence can you and I have in managing the pandemic? And given our country's uh, recovery and worldwide finances are beyond our control, does it make sense for you and I to sit around and worry about it? Worst case, bringing on uh, health uh, problems that uh, are associated with excessive anxiety. And uh, also, as the pandemic uh, continues, is it bringing back old fears that you thought were buried once and for all? Well, here's some good news. My guest, psychic therapist and spiritual teacher, Vincent Genna, is here to suggest how we can view coronavirus not just as a threat, but also as an opportunity, an opportunity to gain insight on the crux of our fear and to develop new coping techniques to reduce anxiety and heal ourselves of excessive worry, both during coronavirus and long after uh, coronavirus uh, is gone and things return to normal. Before I introduce him here are Vincent Guinness' qualifications. He's described as a world-renowned triple-powered psychic, an authentic and gifted psychic with the knowledge and experience of a licensed psychotherapist, plus the big charming personality of a showman. He's got a master's degree in clinical social work and has hospice experience uh, helping more than 500 patients in the most difficult of times. And he guides folks like you and me to recognize what is uh, preventing us from healing and attaining our dreams, but also the steps necessary to get there. And Vincent is host of his own online radio show, Stop Stopping Yourself, on uh, UnityOnlineRadio.org. And uh, it's so great to have you, Vincent. We're indeed honored to have you here with us today. 
Oh, wow. Roy, thank you so much for inviting me. I mean, I can't do the work that I do if I don't have people like you being willing to put my message out there to be able to help people. So thank you so much for that. Well, I'd be willing to wager that the most prominent emotion in America today and heck around the world is fear. And based on your 36 plus years of training, research and experience, what is the fear that so many people are experiencing? What's it really all about? Well, if I can paint this picture for everybody, it actually would be a lot easier if they can visualize this concept. I, I want everybody to think of a, a jar, a bottle, let's say, a big bottle, and it has a cork on the top of it. So make it a, a wide brim, big bottle, one of those fancy one jugs. It doesn't make a difference what bottle you can envision, but just envision that. And then think of this. With every single negative experience in your personal life or in your social life, right, you're pushing your brain and your mind pushes every single negative experience and memory down into that bottle. That's what the mind does. It just, it'll put it away, it'll deal with it in some way, but every experience begins to fill up that bottle. So just think of that, every experience. And now the bottle is starting to get filled up and filled up and filled up. And and depending upon how many years you are, depending upon the different type of personal experiences and, and torment or abuse, um, criticism, whatever your childhood issues were and, and experiences, just that yeah, bottle just that bottle getting filled. When we were young. <laughs> oh, my goodness, absolutely. Yeah. So now, now, and the cork on the top is the protective mechanism. See, that's yeah. what our brain does, yeah. Roy. The yeah. two eye dysfunctions of the mind and the brain is to keep us alive and to protect us. Yeah. And one of the ways it protects us is by repressing and suppressing those kinds of memories and those experiences. So here we have that bottle. Yeah. And now it may be filled to the brim for some people, depending upon what experiences you went through, or there may be some room. Well, with each crisis that comes along, think of a ton more of that negativity filling that bottle, okay? Yeah. Now we have something like a pandemic, and we have all of this fear, not just the fear of your health, your personal health, the fear of your loved one's health, the fear of the economics, your financial status, right? Your relationship, that may be on edge too because you're stuck at home with, with somebody that you may not be the happiest with and it's starting to you know, get up there. Now all of that at one time goes pouring into that bottle. Well, Eventually, that cork, that stopper that is keeping that stuff from coming to the surface is going to break. It's going to crack. Yeah, and then and not only the new uh, fears come up, but also all those right. old ones. All the old stuff comes pouring to the surface. If it was just the pandemic alone, we could deal with that. We would have an empty bottle, and of yeah. course, okay, it gets filled. We can deal. All right, the economy will come back. But the greatest part of people's fears that they are experiencing right now has nothing to do with the coronavirus. It has to do with those childhood beliefs that were way on the bottom of that jar that are now all the way up on the surface. So, of course, if you have an old belief 
that you are not good enough or you're not worthy. Now all of a sudden you've been put on furlough for your job, or the yeah. job has ended in some way. Yeah. That belief of you're not worthy, you're not good enough is going to kick in and it's going to make you feel like, oh my gosh, do I have a job to go back to? What's going to happen? Um, uh, are they going to cut down on the people? And all of this anxiety is created not just because you were put on furlough, because so many people were put on furlough, yeah. but because you didn't think you were worthy enough to start with to get the job. And now you're not paying attention to that. Those are all unconscious things that are happening, Roy. Yeah. But that is the reason why there is so much fear out there today. It's about their past hurts and pains and fears that has all been bottled up. Yeah. So why is it an especially good time to do introspective work, bringing that past maladaptive beliefs to the surface and working on healing ourselves? Don't we have enough to deal with worrying about the coronavirus without doing you're, all this you're, you're, Yes, yes. And, and can I ask you if you have any psychology background because you just used the word maladaptive and mostly psychologists or psychiatrists or mental health people use that word maladaptive. That was really cool. I'm very impressed, Roy. I just got that out of your, your promotion, I think. <laughs> but I know oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you should have just said that it was from your past that you do know a lot, but you do know a lot. That is the thing. Why worry about na your past now? Because it's the opportunity. It's fresh. Here is our biggest problem. We don't take care of our past. Yeah. And so we're constantly dealing with these issues and we feed into the negativity. Quite honestly, it's not just a matter of staying home, Roy, and protecting yourself and then that and keeping yourself safe and washing your hands and wearing a mask and wearing gloves. No, you've got to change your mindset because we're manifesting beings. We affect and the doctors will tell you this directly. You have your immune system by the way you think and so you just said it earlier the yeah. fear is going to feed into your immune system we manifest so now is the time to get rid of those fears besides yeah well, here, here, the introspection sounds great but let's yeah. say you've just been laid off indefinitely or behind on mortgage payments and face the real possibility of early foreclosure in that situation you'd most likely be a nervous wreck uh, what are some coping mm. techniques we can use to navigate the current dire situation while at the same time we heal our past and uh, okay. do away once and for all with these old fears that keep popping? Yes, yes. Great question, Roy. We are creatures that make choices every single day. As a matter of fact, we're the only creatures on this planet. We're the only beings that make and have the capacity of making a choice. The choice you have to make is to stop in your tracks, stop the thinking, stop the worrying, because qu quite honestly, like you said earlier, there, I mean, there's nothing that you can really do until everything gets going again, yeah. right? All right. Not to mention that these businesses are trying to help us out. There are banks out there that are saying, don't pay your mortgage. Our company just said, don't worry about paying your mortgage until October. They're actually putting the mortgage payment on the end. Whatever you miss, they'll put on the end. So it extends it out a little bit more, right? Okay, so there is help out there. That's number one, but you're not yeah, going to find it. It's in their own best interest also to help you. <laughs> 
That's right. They don't That's want to right. Closures. So you have to stop your your worrying in order to even take those steps. So that is number one coping skill: is stop the thinking and look at the steps you can take, and yeah. you can make phone calls, and and you can call all your creditors. No bank is 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 doing any foreclosing proceedings at this time, and they've announced that nobody is going to kick you out. They can't kick you out of a home that you've been ordered to stay in, first of all. That's against the law. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so here is the point for everybody. That's going to come up even later on for them when it gets back in. Everything is going to be okay, but we are not going to be able to sense that and feel that if you keep allowing and choosing the negative thoughts. So, number one, you have to stop the thoughts and make new choices. Yeah. You have to put in its place, you reframe, you change the thought. Oh, my God, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to be kicked out of my home. No. Stop. Yeah, what That's a world of difference if instead of thinking that you think all this is temporary, it will work out and uh, it's in the best interest of um, both my employer and my lender, whoever it is, to uh, help me see through this crisis. There you and go. And I'm going to make sure everything comes out fine in the end, and I'll be more healthy at the end of it. <laughs> That's the replacement thought, Roy, right there. You replace the old negative thought with the new positive thought, and you train yourself to keep doing that. That is a coping. And I don't want people to just cope. I want them to thrive. No, that's for sure. That's why is not enough. No, it's not enough. That's the reason why. When you ask me, so why worry about changing your old mindset now through all of this? Because you don't want to cope anymore. Coping is what caused the problem. We yeah. want to thrive, and the way to thrive is by getting rid of the old issues so you do that now. While you have the time. There was the biggest complaint is people saying, I don't have the time. Well, guess what? You have the time. You're on furlough. You have nothing <laughs> better to do. no longer old. And That's you're already right. sporting events to watch, so you have plenty of time. You, and, and here's the other part of it, Roy, that people have to understand. You have to be able to say to yourself, you're worth doing this work. Amen. You are worth changing those ideas because you are magnificent, you're divine, you're unlimited. You just were never taught that. You don't remember it or you've forgotten it because of the stories and the experiences you had. But yeah. you've got to keep telling yourself you're worth doing this work. Go in and make those changes. How do you sit there? With all of this stress and you turn on the TV and you want to shoot yourself in the head, that's not a good outcome. Okay, I quit watching those news programs. <laughs> well, yes, if it's going to affect you like that, absolutely. But yeah. I've gotten to a place, I've got family, I've got grandchildren, yeah. and I don't have the same fears everybody else has because I also have faith. Yeah, I have faith true. in my life, faith in myself, faith in my fellow man. And faith that there is some higher power that I'm connected to that is helping to feed me strength. Yeah. You know, if you want to consider yourself just a human, then go ahead. Then now yeah. you're subjected to all the diseases and the crap out there. Not just a human, but consider, don't consider yourself a victim, which so many people do. And well, that, that, that is, yes, that victim mentality, yes, the victim mentality is the to me mentality. Everything is happening to me. Yeah. You stay there, you will never evolve in your life, and you will never fulfill anything, and you will never get a chance to see how unlimited you really are. The, this, the secret between behind other people's success in life 
isn't just because their parents were successful. They had the money behind them. They had beliefs because even the poorest of poor became, uh, went in the other direction and went on top and became successful because they had different beliefs about themselves, Roy. That's what's going to change it. I'm intrigued by the title of one of your digital audio downloads titled Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. Why, in fact, do so many of us sabotage ourselves from reaching our full potential and enjoying life to the fullest? And what can we do to stop stopping ourselves? We don't always know we're doing that. People don't believe what they think they believe. In that lecture, I actually, in my audio, I explain that you have two different parts of your mind besides the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious mind. What I call those two different minds is the adult-made mind and the environmental-made mind. The environmental-made mind is made for us when we're children, and that's where we harbor all those maladaptive beliefs that we were talking about earlier. I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not lovable enough, whatever. Then the adult-made mind forms once we become old enough. And remember I said one of the major jobs of the brain is to protect us. Well, one of the ways that it protects us um, uh, emotionally is to create a new set of beliefs that shield and hide the original maladaptive beliefs so we don't see them. So now we've got that on top. Now, that is what stops us. It gets in our way because here our conscious mind is saying, oh, I want a relationship. I'm, I, I deserve somebody to love me. Oh, I want a good job. I deserve a high-paying job. But what we don't understand that under in the unconscious mind, way down in the maladaptive mind, we actually believe, no, you're not lovable. You're not going to get anybody. And so what winds up happening, like attracts like, you attract that job that's not going to be good enough or pay you good well enough. You attract that partner who, in the end, is going to break up because that's what your expectation was yeah. to start with. But you don't know you're doing that. That's why this coming to the surface, all this fear, is giving us the opportunity. It gives everybody the opportunity to see what those maladaptive beliefs are so you can get rid of them. Once you see them, you can get rid of them. When yeah, you've got hidden, to recognize what the problem is before you can eliminate it. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't heal what you don't know needs healing. You know, that, that's the whole point. So to, to stop your, stopping yourself, be brave enough and strong enough to go within and say, okay, Show me what it is that I'm really believing about myself. I need to see it. I want to know. You can do writing exercises to do that. You can do journaling. You can do reading. Reading helps bring things to the surface. Watch a lecture. Watch a workshop. Whatever. Let it come to the surface. Then reformulate it. Change it. Change those beliefs. Reparent yourself. Um, um, John Bradshaw uh, was a counselor, a therapist, and one of the books that he wrote, which was fantastic, is called The Homecoming, Reclaiming and Championing Your Inner Child. He uh -huh. teaches people and his clients how to have a conversation with the inner child and to bring those maladaptive beliefs to the surface. Don't be afraid to hear that. Most people are afraid to hear what they're really believing about themselves because they think it's true. It's not true. You were a child when you formed those beliefs. You didn't have the wherewithal to understand life better. 
And so, of course, we blame ourselves. We're egocentric. So most of the beliefs that we have, the reason why we come to them is because we blame ourselves for everything. There's no reason we should be trapped by what somebody told us when we were five years old or whatever. (laughs) That's you're absolutely right. But but here's the crazy part, Roy, is... Through our youth, we're developing these maladaptive beliefs, but then for the rest of our lives, we're trying to create a new set of beliefs just to protect us from the old set of beliefs. So it's it's not even like we're spending, spending constructive time figuring out good things to believe in. We're just worried about protecting ourselves and shielding those beliefs. That's how we develop those bad behaviors and habits. Um, substance abuse all comes from a, a way of protecting us and and, and, you know, misdirecting us, keeping us from thinking about those paths or forming beliefs like it's your neighbor's fault, it's your boss's fault, it's your yeah. partner's fault, it's the government's fault, <laughs> yeah, the why everything is going wrong in your life. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we've got a lot of righteous beliefs on, on and being able to blame them right now, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> one, of, one of your suggestions is to honor your inner voice. And what is the oh. inner voice and what positive function... Does that inner voice uh, perform, and how do we uh, honor it? Yeah, your inner voice is your intuition, okay? That's, yeah. that's the bottom line. We, when we, upon being created, whichever way you want to believe we were created and we were formed, we have two greatest assets and gifts to the human brain. It's called the intuition, and it's called the intellect. Those are the two parts of us, the highest functioning parts. Our intuition is what what entunes us to guidance right from the get-go. It's why from the beginning, it's why we're over 11,000 years old. We wouldn't have come this far if we didn't have intuition to figure out how to raise a child. Um, The intuition to know what was good to eat and what was bad to eat. We didn't wait for people to die to figure that out. We just intuitively knew what to turn to. And so intuition becomes your inner voice. You hear that inner voice. Ralph Waldo Emerson was a philosopher several years ago, and he wrote essays. And one of the essays he wrote was on self-reliance. And he states in it, you've got to honor that inner voice, whatever it tells you. Because what happens then is it becomes stronger. The intuitive part becomes stronger. Yes, is there the mind that is telling you um, maybe some negative things or fearful things to do and you think that's your inner voice? No, no, no. You can distinguish between the two because the inner voice will always be constructive and positive and the left brain thinking has more of a chance to be fearful and negative. That is the, the quickest way to be able to decide what's coming up from your inner voice. So, for example, okay, um, uh, you're, you're looking to apply for a job and you've got an opportunity um, for two different ones that were offered to you. You sit there quietly, you can do a meditation, but you ask yourself, okay, what is going to be the best job for me? Your intuition will tell you right away which is the best, and your soul is the in part of the intuition that's doing the talking. And it will say, no, take job A, not job B, it's going to be better. And this is what you're supposed to do. You label it and go, okay, I'm getting the feeling that I should take job A. And then you're supposed to shut up and take job A. But what winds up happening, that's how you honor your inner voice. When it tells you to do something, do it. 
But we talk ourselves out of it because we're afraid of what's coming up from that unconscious mind. We think it's one of those maladaptive beliefs trying to fool us. And we go, no, 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 no. Job A may look like it's better for me, but I don't think so. I think job B is going to be better because, I mean, I, I know people have talked about that job before. Maybe I, I'll take that one instead. Yeah. And you don't honor your inner voice then. Yeah, and that provides a connection also, I understand, to uh, the greater knowledge beyond your uh, just your own yes. brain power. Yes. Carl Jung called it the collective unconscious mind or the mind of God. Carl yeah. Jung was Sigmund Freud's student, and he became famous in his own right, and he did more work about the unconscious or the superconscious mind um, where we are all connected. It's how we know the difference between right and wrong, and everybody does. Yeah. Um, and he created a concept of archetypes through that, the understanding that we all have the same definition for certain things in life, like the word mother or the word father. We will define them both the exact same way, whether we live in Japan or whether we live in Australia or the United States. Yeah, throughout the world we have that same common understanding yes. of what mother means. That's right. And so he, his theory was that we must be connected to this collective information. And it is. It is a collective information, and it's information that we can take advantage of if you just listen. Now, at times, will the choices have a different result that maybe you don't like? Well, stop judging the result. Just because something comes out that seems wrong doesn't mean that it was wrong, because I'm telling you right now, I made a lot of dopey choices in my life, but if I didn't make those dopey choices, I wouldn't be where I am today in the, in, in the best life that I possibly can have. And so you have to understand that what may appear as a bad consequence is just another opportunity leading you someplace else, just like this coronavirus is right now. It's seen a lot of bad things have come from it with all the deaths that we lost. But we will transform our lives because of this. At least we have the opportunity to if we honor that inner voice telling us to make changes. If we don't honor it, it becomes weak, and then all we've got are the human visual information. Is What, what does it look like? And we, that's all we have to go off of, and that's how we make our greatest mistakes. Rather yeah, that's than that's the only way that the world will fail to come out of this in a positive aspect is if everyone ignores that inner voice and, and that meditation and the other tools we have to envision a better life coming out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look at all the wonderful things right now, Roy. I hope all your listeners are paying attention to all the wonderful, beautiful things that have been coming from this. I mean, people are sharing their talents on Facebook. We are making connections with people. My wife had a Zoom meeting last night with all her high school friends that she hasn't spoken to in years. It was amazing, that reconnection, because they don't have anything else to do except reconnect, and that's the most constructive that's, and positive thing. And that's the best thing they can do. <laughs> Absolutely. People are sharing their talents. There is, and you, you can go out and listen to it. It's called Quarantine Cabaret on Facebook. And you've got people singing on that. Fathers and daughters are doing this. This one couple, oh my God, they're amazing. They've had over one million views, and they're, they're so talented. Now, they're not professional singers, 
but yet they're, are, they're sharing what they love to do with people, and people are loving it. And yes, and then the stars, the performers, they're sharing their talents yeah. with people, all for free, you know? Yeah. Watch this uplifting poems, uplifting writings, artists, everything. My goodness, this is what we're meant to understand is that we do need each other because the answer to our stress, the answer to our fears lie in each other and connecting with each other. On a daily basis, we have been walking amongst 100 people to 200 people every single day of our lives, and we've not noticed them. We've been annoyed by them. They're getting in our way. They took our parking space. They cut us off. They took the watermelon that we wanted to buy, and we've got a million and one complaints. And now we were all given a timeout, get away from each other, because now we've got to understand how much we appreciate being with each other. I mean, I can't wait to get out and start hugging a whole bunch of people. I think yeah, I'm going to be walking down the streets of town, and just anybody I come up against, I'm going to hug them. Yeah, I look forward to sitting in a football or a baseball game and talking to the person sitting next to me and enjoying the right? game much more than I used to. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's who we are. What you're feeling in lack right now, and I want everybody to assess this, what you're feeling that you're being deprived of, you're not being deprived of your freedom. You have the freedom to breathe, you have the freedom to eat, you have the freedom to do what is necessary in life. What you don't have the freedom to do is hurt another human being by carrying this virus to somebody else. <laughs> That's a else, great okay? way to put it. <laughs> exactly. If we People don't have that, freedom to hurt, we really never have that freedom all the time. No, we don't have that freedom. The United States was created with the concept of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness yeah. until it interferes in someone else's life. That's so we true. never had the full freedom of what some people think they have. No. <laughs> but what we are really fearing is not the lack of freedom, not the fact that we can die, but the, the, the fact that we can't connect the way our bodies and minds and our spirits want to connect with each other. Yeah. We cannot get out there. What is work really all about? No, I mean, the majority of people, well, I can't say the majority of people. I say I know a lot of people who would rather just have money without having to work, yeah. but the majority of people want to be at work. They yeah, want to do something productive. Why? Because there's people there. Yeah. Because they're interacting with people. Look, I can watch a movie by myself and enjoy it, no problem. But you know what? When I'm with a group of people and we're all watching the same movie, do you know what it was like for me to see Star Wars for the first time at Man's Chinese Theater oh. in Hollywood? That's where I was when I saw the first episode of Star Wars and everybody in the theater was screaming and shouting and jumping on each other. We're like high-fiving, holy cow, this was the greatest movie we saw. Yes, they have enjoyed it watching it alone. Absolutely. But the thrill of watching it with others was even that much greater. I love doing live events because when I am doing my work and it's empowering people, they're feeling it and feeling it off of each other. And that room filled with such energy that people are walking out of their eyes. They exchange telephone numbers. They become friends. They're talking. They, even relationships have formed. Love relationships have formed from my events. Yeah. Well, and people I, being. Before I let you go, let's talk about some of the wonderful resources you offer through your website, vincentvienna.com. 
I notice you offer private in-person or over-the-phone soul-to-soul psychic medium readings or spiritual counseling sessions. How long are these sessions, and can you give us a sample of uh, some of the issues you cover? Oh, wow. Well, you can either get a 30-minute or an hour session. That's all I do, but within that 30 minutes or an hour, you are going to get an unbelievable amount of work. Uh, Actually, I have been likened. My one-hour sessions are usually equivalent to 12 years of psychotherapy. Wow. Okay? That's how deep they are. And remember, I was a psychotherapist in the past, so I combine my abilities so I can go right, jump right in there. Most people's problems are deal in all four in four areas of life, and, and they all fit in some of that area. It's either they have relationship problems, they have job or career problems, they have financial problems, they have health problems. Yeah. Everything else fits in those categories some way or another. People are always asking me, when am I going to find the right you know, person, my soulmate? When am I going to get the right job? Or I know that I, I'm not happy in the job I'm doing now, and so, so when am I going to get the right job? When is my health going to get better? When am I going to be financially more stable? Those are the same questions over and over and over again. They need to understand what's going on inside themselves before they're going to and be able that's, to answer that. That's the point. The point is I know them better than they know them. I love it if I get somebody who sits in front of me who wants to argue with me of what I see. And I'm like, wait a minute. How do you argue with this psychic? I'm telling you what I see, not what you see, what I see. You, so, so don't tell me I'm wrong in what I'm seeing. I mean, you don't have to apply what I'm saying, but this is what I'm seeing inside of you, okay? I find that always ironic. But, yes, you get deep therapy with me. I have classes that I offer. You can see that on my Facebook page as well. I'm doing one right now called Discover Your Soul's Purpose. So I'm giving people an opportunity. I'm actually offering it for free or donations only. And I've got over 100 people participating from all over the world. Um, And I'm using freeconferencecall.com to be able to do that. And it's been that we had our first class last night. Um, My radio show, you can absolutely link up with me there because you can call in. It's a live show every Wednesday at noon Eastern time, the Unity Radio Show. And Facebook, I do live uh, events. Um, This Sunday, coming up, um, I am doing a live event in the evening from actually from 9 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern. People can actually come online, ask me a question. I'll do a reading for you. I'll make a connection with a deceased loved one. So just remember that. Find it on my Facebook page at I'm Vincent Jenna MSW. That's my Facebook page. I have a personal page and I have a Facebook uh, professional page. And, and so there's so many ways to be able to link with me and connect with me so that I can offer you help because that's what I'm all about. I'm about helping you believe in yourself and pursuing your dreams because you are worth it, you deserve it, and that's what life is meant to be about anyway. I notice on your website you also offer some digital audio downloads with very interesting titles, uh, including that Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable is one of them. And uh, they might want to check those out, too, because I think they'd be very worthwhile. Thank you. Absolutely. And a meditation CD, it's a guided meditation CD, Seven Journeys for Your Soul, 
which I actually tranced the words, and I had a master musician out of L.A. who tranced the music behind it. It's spectacular, um, as well as my lectures. And I'm very controversial, Roy. You heard some of it today. But, for example, there are a lot of things that I teach that are uh, at a different level than even some of the spiritual teachers and authors today. Like the biggest, the biggest controversy that I bring up is ego. Everybody else in my realm wants to say that ego gets in everybody's way. I'm the only one that teaches that ego is your best friend, that God and your ego are one. It's the gift that it was given to us to identify ourselves, that's all. It does not cause any problems, it's not getting in the way, and you absolutely don't need to get rid of it. The biggest problem is it's been thrashed to death. That's the reason why we act the way we do is because we don't have healthy egos. I teach you how to have a healthy ego. Go and get that lecture alone because that is just going to surprise you. Everybody who hears it says, that's what I always believed, but these supposed experts tell me I'm supposed to get rid of my ego. Well, unfortunately, we're just about out of time, but in conclusion, like me, I'm certain that you are more than a little frustrated by government-imposed restrictions on our movements and our congregating, and um, you've missed uh, watching the Final Four, the NBA, and NHL playoff, and we'd love to get out to watch a baseball game. But here's a question to ask yourself. Does it make sense to sit around worrying over something you can't control, or should you use this downtime to explore and conquer your fears once and for all, to discover your soul's purpose, and to realize your full potential and the genuine life of your dream, to connect with that inner voice and pay attention to what it's telling you, and I trust you choose the latter and to accomplish this transformation, which will be ours, uh, which will be yours along after the coronavirus pandemic is ancient history, I highly recommend you visit guest Vincent Guinness' work website and also his Facebook page, which he'll give you again right now. I don't recall what it was. It was Vincent Jenna MSW, and that's with a G-E-N-N-A, M-S-W. You go there and you'll find me. Okay, and and, uh, that VincentGenna.com is... uh, website is spelled the same way and you'll take advantage of many life transforming resources that he offers and thanks so much Vincent you made me feel better and I'm sure our listeners also with your encouraging words bye for now thank you and thank you for having me Roy I so appreciate it take care everybody wow it's difficult to add on to that positive message from Vincent Jenna Uh, Vincent is a gift indeed For sure. Instead of sitting around obsessing over coronavirus, this temporary disruption in your daily life presents a wonderful opportunity to conquer your fears and to figure out what you really want to optimize for the rest of your life. And finding that perfect niche serving others while having a wonderful time doing it. And to close today's program, I'm going to highlight a self-help exercise from my book, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up. And now that you have plenty of downtime, why not take a mental vacation? This exercise is intended for you if you're less than totally satisfied with your current workday experience, presuming you still have a job, where your career is 
taking you, your relationships, and your circumstances. And if you don't wake up most mornings fully energized and looking forward to the day ahead, (laughs) that uh, covers most of us, doesn't it? And here's how the uh, exercise goes. You're going to take a 30-day vocation in your mind. No, you don't have to spend any money or travel anywhere, which no one wants to do these days. And note, if you need more than 30 days to plan and figure out your future, um, that's totally up to you. Take it. The date you complete your mental vacation is up to you, and you'll know when you're ready to move forward. Begin the mental vacation with this pledge. It's so important. Over the next 30 days, I will take a vacation in my mind, an extended respite from the stress and tension at work and after hours, and during this mental vacation, I absolutely refuse to let frustrations get me down. During the next 30 days, I am going to examine a broad variety of potential career and lifestyle options, and at the end of this mental vacation, I may commit to my present career path, employer, if that's an option, and uh, relationships and lifestyle with renewed energy, commitment, and purpose, or I may decide to embark on something entirely new and different. And no, if you're married and have a family, I'm not suggesting you consider abandoning them at the end of 30 days. In fact, you may want to invite your spouse, maybe if they're old enough for self-reflection, even your kids, to go along on vacation with you. And during your vacation, these are the two primary questions you need to answer. First, what are the primary factors that have been stressing me out? Am I placing self-imposed limitations on my success and happiness? And if so, where do these limitations come from? Are these limitations I can myself remove or is a real change in my life necessary? Who says I'm not good enough to prosper? Who says I can't enjoy every aspect of my life, including my career? And the second question is, what changes can I make in my mindset to eliminate these stressors, uh, these blockers? And always keep in mind during this vacation, you're seeking far more than a different work experience. In fact, you're searching for an entirely different, uniformly positive outlook both upon your primary vocation, but also upon life in general. And you want to bring all those closest to you along with you on this positive trip. And once you've identified and cleared your mind of happiness blockers, then uncover the core of who you are and where you want to go with the rest of your life. And only after you know who you truly are can you search for the vocation and lifestyle of your dreams. Who knows, your present job may not be all that bad. It may just be your attitude toward the job, your prospects, or life in general. (laughs) It's strange how uh, circumstances at work will change when you have the right attitude. And what would need to change to make your workday more enjoyable and, in fact, make you more productive for your employer? A dual uh, win-win situation. And believe me, your life will change for the better once you return from your mental vacation with a firm conviction of who you are, what you're capable of accomplishing, and uh, remove all those self-imposed limitations 
that have been holding you back. And for a whole lot more in the middle of vacation exercise, I suggest you preview and purchase my book, A Midlife Challenge by Roy C. Richards. You'll find it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or through our website, middleagerenewal.com. And that's our program for today. Tune in again next week for additional guidance on boosting your core power and busting anxiety. And bye for now. Stay safe and, by golly, stay positive. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 